0: this is your host, Erica. Before we start, I just wanted to address that we had some technical difficulties with this recording, but please stay tuned with this episode and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Trend Podcast. This is Erica, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host.
1: The most fashionable, John.
0: I would not name you fashionable, but it's okay. We can say that you are just for this episode. I'm also joined by two special (laughs) hosts special guest this episode. You guys can introduce yourselves.
2: Hey everybody, it's Ron Burke, Editor-in-Chief for Gaming Trend. (laughs) And I'm Mike Dunn, the Lead Tabletop
3: Editor for Gaming Trend.
0: This episode is all about retro gaming. I love talking about retro games. I'm sure that John and I have done at least 10 episodes about retro consoles. I've Uh, lost track. let's, (laughs) let's, Let's go ahead and go into Game On. Game On! So the first thing we have on our list is the Konami uh, Turbo Graphics 16 Mini. Uh, so, this is the mini version of the Turbo Graphics. Has any one of you guys played the original?
1: Yes.
2: No, yes. I was one of four kids. I couldn't play the original. The best I could do is, you know, play the games that my friends had. I never owned it, so my friends had it, too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what? I think I always... Mix that one up with the links for some reason. I, I don't think I ever it played similar.
0: it. Any anytime Miller talks about older games, he always says that he just played it at his friend's house.
1: Hey, so. I, know yeah. what? I bought all the systems <laughs> I have now when I became quote unquote an adult.
2: <laughs> yeah. Same here. I was one of the poor kids. I didn't have any money for that stuff. So if I wanted to play, play like splatter house, it was at a friend's house or in the arcade.
3: Yeah, it, for me it was the arcade. Uh, going over to my friend's house and playing the NES uh, or the Atari 2600. Um, and but hey, I had a Commodore
2: 64. There Ooh. we go.
3: So I got that, your,
2: I got a Commodore 16. I still have it. Predates the VIC <laughs> 20. I played Oregon Trail
1: on a Commodore 64, so that's fun.
0: My brother bought a Commodore uh, 64 at a garage sale. It was broken, and then he fixed it. Uh, So, yes, so he had it for a while, and then it just I think it just stayed in the garage after that. Uh, I think the only system we had after that at the house uh, while we were kids was a super Nintendo that I bought for my seventh birthday with birthday money that my family gave me. But yeah, we did not have systems until we got jobs.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: Uh, I was going to say, as a matter of fact, uh, the first time I personally bought a console was, I think literally right after I, uh, started working with you, Ron. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That
4: well, that's that been original... a while, but still.
3: <laughs> well, well, we were. Uh, all I was doing was uh, design work for the site, and uh, and I wanted to play some games, and I went out and bought an Xbox just so I could play a game
2: you sent me. <laughs> awesome! I'm glad I could get press you into into service like that.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, by that time I'd already worked for a couple of game studios, so it wasn't like. I think I was playing some PC games, but that was when it was just the focus was just on console. Anyway, little trip down amnesia lane right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. uh, so where did you guys begin playing on games? Like, what was your first systems?
2: Well, uh, I mentioned that I had the Commodore 16. Um, I had that for a short while, mm-hmm. and then uh, grew up to a Commodore 64. Um, th- that was my first real uh, foray into gaming, and, and we're talking like old school text based games loading off of a, uh, either a cartridge uh, in the back of the system or even a tape drive, which when I mean, we're talking like cassette tapes that you press play on it and you wait for a while and then eventually, eventually you're allowed to play something. How about I you, think Mike?
3: I intentionally destroyed the tape drive, the one tape drive that we owned <laughs> and then proceeded to just annihilate. Hard floppy disk drive after floppy disk drive because those things, like you, you, they don't last long.
2: They 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 had an expiration date. Real life, I spent so much time learning how to repair those. I made <laughs> money when I was a little kid repairing those drives because the, you're right, they were trash. They were absolutely trash. Oh my trash. god! But yeah, would oh take them apart god. and would make money off of rebuilding those things. When I, what was I like seven, eight years old? <laughs> but i had full-grown adults coming to me like i was some some sort of fucking wizard like please fix my my system i can't i can't load my spreadsheets and i got this 25 bucks please
3: oh. i just remember going to the commodore users group where i lived and with like a box of blank floppy disks <laughs> and basically every meeting was just everybody copying each other trading floppies. software trading Yum. software and I would I like that's how I played like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Zork games, you know, uh, what is it?
2: Uh, the was Ultima that? series. Yep. Uh,
3: I didn't play I didn't play Ultima. I should have. Oh, You're dead uh, to me. <laughs> I, no, well, uh, My favorite was Impossible Mission. Oh, because destroy it,
2: them, my robots.
3: Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> stay a while. Stay forever. Uh, now that thing was great. You know, Load Runner, Satan's Hollow. Yep, I remember that. Uh, which was really just as good as the arcade game. And that was the thing. Like, that was closer... That was able to get closer to arcade games than anything else that was happening
2: at the time. The Atari 2600 was just who uh, playing, playing pac-man in the arcade and then coming home to that disappointment <laughs> and <just 36 laughs> man, what is going on here what about you john yeah. would you what did you start gaming on uh actually it was frogger on the 2600 <laughs> again nice. with the disappointment in the arcade and coming home to that yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but then also at the
1: same time i played that and then first grade we have One of those uh, video video rental places outside my grandmother's neighborhood. They had NES set up. Okay, so I'd be sitting there just playing Mario Super Mario Brothers, just playing that. Well, because pretty much it kept me away from bothering mother (laughs) the entire time. And then they brought they swapped it out one day for the Legend of Zelda, and I've been hooked ever
2: since. There you go, Erica. You're Um, the younger of of, of us of this clan here. Yes.
0: Uh, but yeah, no, so like I said, my brother had a Commodore. So I, I mean, I remember as a kid, like one of my very first early memories is watching him play on that. Uh, and then we did a lot of PC gaming, floppy disks, you know, Doom. Uh, and I remember <laughs> begging my brother, to, like letting me watch him play Doom on the PC. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever when i was a kid but when i turned seven i got and i saved up my money um and i bought a super nintendo mini so that was my first console and i got a couple games with that i have been playing games my whole life my brother's very into games and we share that with each other very into retro just because my siblings are a lot older than me that's awesome i know that ron that you've been talking about that you've built some gaming cabinets recently
2: yeah, so I, I'd say I have, but uh, to be honest, the wife built the cabinet. Uh, <laughs> see, when we go to any sort of hardware store, you know, the, the the hardware guy comes over and he's like, hey, let me show you this or that. And I'm like, I'm pointing to the wife. I, I have no business <laughs> in the store whatsoever. I'm here to carry heavy things and that's about it. Uh, I had asked for a, an arcade cabinet for Christmas and the wife went to the garage and sat down with some plans and cracked out the full size cabinet and uh, I built a, a PC purpose built for for retro gaming and, and built out a machine with about 26,000 games. So that's, uh, it's gotten a lot of use since, uh, since we're all trapped at home.
0: Did you use like a tube TV or is it uh, a different screen?
2: No, I went with a a flat panel monitor. I just, the tube TVs are such a pain in the ass to maintain that you'll spend more time rebuilding that tube than you will actually playing anything.
0: Right. I know that there's a couple of the early games, uh, that use it like Duck Hunt and stuff like that. The ones where you have to use the games, you have to have a two TV. So that was one of the main reasons why some of the gaming cabinets use it as well. Um, so do you, for, I mean, like John, he makes Raspberry Pis and he makes like <laughs> little gaming consoles. So what do you, do you get like a mini computer or what do you use for that?
2: Um, you know, that would... would be what a sane person would do. That is not what <laughs> I did. Okay. It's I'll a full size PC with like, a 980 for a graphics card? I mean, it's it's a beefy machine.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's good. So it's going to last. It, it'll <laughs> run everything. Yeah, exactly.
2: See, that's what I used before
1: I went to the Raspberry Pis. Dude, yeah, those Jones, are, yeah.
2: Those are tiny. Those are easy to
1: protect <laughs> I, I that oh, yeah, monitor. I went, I went to those finally after building whole PCs just for that. It's like I built a one PC just to run the SIMs just to really gaming <laughs> simulation that was it and just see how long my character would last which i found that was 4 days until he set the house on fire
3: <laughs> Ron Ron i just have one thing to ask have you tried installing Doom Eternal on that and seeing if you can get the joysticks to work Oh my god like, that would a be a stand up arcade Doom experience would
2: be phenomenal It's running Windows 10 so it's totally plausible <laughs> i mean oh, 80s okay. That's great. A a 980 is probably enough to run Doom. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I mean, what the hell? Why not? (laughs) I ran all my little console ones I built with Linux. (laughs) Oh no, no. That's what a sane person would do. I am not that person. (laughs) Uh,
0: So with the actual shell of the gaming cabinet, did you get the pre-made pieces or did you, or did your wife make it all out of lumber and put it together?
2: Oh, she built the whole thing uh, out of MDF and, uh, uh, we'll never do that again. MDF turns into pretty much sawdust when you start cutting into it.
4: Uh-huh. Um, and well. you have
2: to use about four times as much paint and you have to sand about four times as much. Uh, the next one we built will be uh, build will definitely be out of like real wood.
4: Right. But
2: uh, but it is a lot easier to to work with for a first time. You learn a lot, you know, anytime you do a construction project like that. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she built the whole thing. We basically got plans off the internet. She went out there and said, stay inside. I got this. And I stayed the hell out of her way.
0: That's <laughs> great. Um, I've been looking into it as well. Uh, I wanted one, the easiest ones that I saw, where you could actually just buy the cabinet already pre-made. Uh, and yeah. then you can put all the designs and stuff that you wanted on there as well. So that's awesome.
2: The, the if you ever go down that Microsoft. path, I can hook you up with, with plans and with some, some companies that I've used to build the uh, the graphics for the side and also the uh, the plexiglass.
0: Sweet, uh, That sounds
1: awesome.
2: Yeah. See, I'm lazy. I, uh, a micro center. <laughs> there you go. Oh,
3: I'm even lazier. Have you seen these level up uh, smaller sized yep. cabinets? Yes. Oh, the bar tops. Yeah, yeah, and then you can. They also come with a stand to make it like stand up full size. Like, yes. I, I just want eight of those. <laughs> But really, I just want one of those. I want the Star Wars one. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for that to go down in price a little bit. I'm going to see.
0: (laughs) They're staying pretty stable on the prices. Uh, You can jailbreak those, and you can have more games on those as well. Uh, So that is something that you could do if you don't just want, cause I think they come with three or four games on each yeah. one. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, I, so I know some people that have bought it and then they jailbreak it so that they can put more games on it. Uh, but yeah. they are short and I think even with the little stand, it's still not that tall. So it's only
2: like two feet. Right. Maybe. Does the star Wars one come with the, uh, the controller for star Wars? Like it has the, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So you're not going to jailbreak that one and use anything else. That's going to be just the <laughs> star Wars cabinet.
4: Yeah.
3: They're, I mean, they're, it has like all three like star wars empire strikes back and return of the jedi and i don't recall if return of the jedi had the same controller i thought it didn't so i'm curious i could be wrong that was that was the one i played the least in the arcades so
2: well speaking of arcade uh and retro i have in my hands something super rare i don't know how how many of these are going to come out but i have a turbo graphic 16 mini Um, I managed to get my hands on one of these. Uh, I'm going to do a review because I pretty much review everything I get, whether I buy it or whether it's sent to me. But yeah, it's got something like 56 games, I think. Um, A ton of them. Yeah, a ton of them uh, I've heard of. And there's plenty that I haven't. So, I mean, we mentioned Splatterhouse. It's got that. It's got uh, Ease, uh, you know, the YS, Ease Book 1 and 2, Bonk's Revenge, Kadash, uh, Newtopia, Blazing Lasers. I mean, it, it's pretty much a shoot 'em up extravaganza. Bomberman '93, if you're into that. Wow! Yeah. But then it's got a whole wow. bunch of PC Engine games that only came out in Japan. Mm. Uh, so good luck on some of these, because I don't <laughs> speak or read Japanese, <laughs> uh, including the original Ninja Gaiden. So Ooh. Uh, that, that'll be so
0: awesome. Yeah, no, I got Ninja Guidance for my regular Nintendo. I finally got one of those, I want to say a couple birthdays ago. So, the NES Mini? No, like an a- actual Nintendo.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, so that was, that was a good birthday present. We got it, and then we got it fixed up, uh, fixed the flap and everything like that, because those are usually the first things to go. Yep. But talking about systems, there are so many systems that shined way too early or were just made before their times. I think one of my favorites uh, to talk about, Miller, is that whenever we went to that gaming museum, I'm totally drawing a blank. But that system that had what pretty much what PlayStation does now, where they can stream games onto that console. What was that console called?
1: Oh, that was the Sega Channel.
0: Yes, Sega Channel. So the Sega actually had an adapter that you could put on the console, and you'd play a monthly subscription fee, and you could stream games to your Sega.
2: Yeah, that was way ahead of its time. Yes, um, and I just th- thought
0: that was so insane. I didn't know about that until a couple years ago when we went to a game museum. And it's just so interesting, you know, just to, I mean, did that happen like 20, you know, 15 years before Xbox or PlayStation had yep. any kind of subscription? Yeah, because
1: so, I mean, with, yeah, with that one, you had to have the coax cable plug into the adapter that's plugged it in. That yeah. also reminds me, uh, Nintendo had something like that as well, only in Japan, which is the broadcast
2: system. Right. And yeah, for the Net Yaroos. Or no, that's the PlayStation. What was the name of Nintendo's um, Falcons?
0: Fal- Falcons. What? What are they? The Super those, Famicom.
2: Right?
1: Yeah. yeah it was the Super Famicom. But the like how every console has always had two Zelda games. Super Nintendo only had one on cartridge. The other one was the broadcast service. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, yeah, and wow. there was actually a group of people who actually went and bought yes. a whole yes. bunch of those old adapter bo- cartridge boxes for those. And they found the old game code for Legend of Zelda, the stone tablets.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I own now one of the cartridges that they combined all the things into oh, to wow. actually have it.
0: They made a fan, I guess, what do they call them, fan games?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a reproduction, but, but essentially but there was no cartridge for the game. It
4: was it, broadcast there, only. It was not. And it is they awesome
2: translated game. it? Or is it in yes, English? it's translated. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another system, Dreamcast.
2: Oh, God, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was before its time as well. Uh, we were talking about, I never owned a Dreamcast, but where you could stick the memory card into the center and you could play mini games and oh, yeah. share data with your friends with the controller.
2: No, yeah, not with the controller. Tamagotchi pets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, It was a a separate little memory card that had a screen and a D-pad and A and B, where some of the games that, like, uh, say, for instance, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 had mini-games that would load onto it. The only thing that sucked about it was the battery life. It used two button cell batteries to power it that lasted maybe a month.
2: Yeah. I had, uh, what do they call them, VMUs, I think? Video memory. Yeah. Um, So I had two of those, and one of them was always dead, no matter what. We'd go to play something, you know, hey, let's play some Power Stone. And you throw in the VMU, nah, no. Nah. Go b- order more batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time to bring back Power Stone. Uh, if you haven't played Power Stone, it was a fantastic brawler way before uh, Smash Brothers was a hit. That That's definitely a thing that needs to come back. Come on, Sega. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I think
1: I have that, but not as a legal copy.
2: <laughs> yeah, the copy protection was broken on the Dreamcast pretty much immediately. Oh yeah, cuz there wasn't any DRM back in the day. Right. Yeah, and those GD-ROMs were supposed to hold like a gig, but you know, it was mostly filler on the disc to make it pad out so people couldn't copy it, but people yeah, figured pro- out a way around oh, that real quick.
1: Oh yeah, I found programs to overburn the disc and it
2: Yeah, yeah. The dark days.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. So, I I've I've actually
3: I've got a contender for a console that was before it's time, not much before it's time, but like actually had graphics that was that were pretty on par with what was in the arcades at the time. The ColecoVision. Ooh!
0: Yes, yes.
3: Never had one of those. Never had one of those, but I've seen the console. Never we have had to one of them. Yeah. So I totally had a friend who had one, and I went over and played his. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's all of us, right?
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but I just remember playing Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. on that. And it was... Exactly the same as the arcades at the time.
2: Exactly the same. Uh, Now I now I need to go and load ColecoVision to my uh, to my huge list of emulated stuff on my arcade machine. (laughs) Time for me to go through. uh... Ebay,
0: <laughs> eBay, yeah, no, eBay is my best friend too. A lot of a lot of issues with these systems is that they were before their time, and the materials that they used and what they were trying to do just cost way too much money. When we're talking about uh, Dreamcast, uh, they just they couldn't rival against Nintendo, and I believe PlayStation was coming out around that mm-hmm. time too. So it's just
2: the PlayStation Two, uh, oh, PlayStation wow, really? Two, yeah, yeah, it was the PlayStation Two that came out. I was working yeah. at a GameStop at that point, and as soon as PlayStation 2 hit, we stopped selling Dreamcasts. That's for sure. That's crazy. You know, the PlayStation had a hard drive add-on, speaking of things that was ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it served almost no purpose whatsoever, but it, you could get a hard drive add-on, and you could also get a connector to play multiplayer off oh, of yeah. the PlayStation 2 over the internet for games like SOCOM. That's right. Yeah,
1: I, I, I remember that hard drive adapter. It was good for one thing. I think it was like your Final Fantasy 11 or 12. It was the online only.
4: Yes.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yes. So yeah, it I didn't have to stream up like disc things. so much.
3: Oh, was it? Wait, fa- wasn't it Fantasy Star? Fantasy yeah. Star yeah. Online. Yes. Yeah. That was yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: That just came yeah. out. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, I think, just came out again on PC. It, it did. Yeah, I think I just saw that announcement. Yeah. Not, it was never my jam, so uh, I'm sure somebody else would be very excited about that, but <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. Uh, I am a little bit, because I have them for the, for the Dreamcast
1: and the, the other one, when they re-released it for the GameCube.
2: Ah, uh, nostalgia.
0: Well, let's go ahead and go into our segment, Take My Money. Shut up and take my money! So, this is a segment where we talk about things that we have purchased, pre-ordered, um, or etc. But Mike, what have you got?
2: Oh, dear God. Um... <laughs> Mike jumped on mm-hmm. Ankh. I know you jumped <laughs> yes, on Yes, I did. Game. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, like my my Kickstarter history is is brutal.
0: <laughs> um, Have you ever been burned by them? Because I hear horror stories. I've never been burned.
3: I've been burned once, but I've backed like probably a hundred at this point. Wow. So I tend to, you know, research and, and lean into stuff that I know is going to succeed. It's actually easier to do that on the tabletop side of things these days. But I don't just do tabletop stuff. Um, I think the one that I got, I don't even remember what I got burned on. It was, it was a cheap one, and I was just like, eh, whatever. But no, I do have a uh, pre-order for the Cyberpunk Super Duper Special Edition
4: that oh, you scored one awesome. too! Awesome.
3: Yes, yeah, I got one too, Mike. Yep. Um, and I just got the Doom Eternal special edition, but I gave Griffin the helmet. Does it fit? It does. It doesn't <laughs> fit me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it um, would look weird with your beard hanging at the bottom, anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, wearing a face mask out in public looks weird with my well, beard hanging out. The maybe bottom. not right <laughs> now, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I could talk about something else that I, I backed on Kickstarter. Um, so I have a lot of migraines. Thank you, military. So I found a TENS EMS system. So it's basically goes around the back of your neck and massages your neck and warms it. And that just what is it? It just completed its kickstart and they charged me money. So <laughs> at some point <laughs> in great. the near I mean, that future. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds warm, actually, but it's supposed to it's supposed to <laughs> massage the back of your neck and it uses uh, infrared to heat the back of your neck. You know, it wasn't that expensive. And if it works, fantastic. Uh, I've used TENS units before and they, they basically use electricity to kind of agitate your muscles. Supposedly, that'll help loosen them up. Anything that would help not have so many migraines would be great. Nice. Miller,
0: uh, other than ammo. <laughs> What, Other than ammo, ammo and your drug problem, <laughs> just
1: ammo and just toilet ammo. paper during the shrine.
0: <laughs> uh, we, we finally found toilet paper. We were literally on our last roll in the house. We did. I did not know what I was going to do. About to pull out some tortillas out of the fridge, uh, but
4: uh,
0: but uh, but we went we went to the grocery store. and We were able to get some off-brand Hispanic toilet paper. I've never heard of. And
4: I oh, had
0: a dog that's on one I picked up Then that's great. Yeah. So now we have toilet paper. So that was my major purchase.
1: Well, like I said, if you need some, I picked up some just for you when you told me
2: you weren't, I know. when you couldn't find come, me. I I'll come get
0: them. I'll come get them.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, the tough thing about the toilet paper is that those companies were running 24/7 before this mess. So it's not like they can do more than they were doing before. Yes. So oh, until people yes. calm the fuck down, we're not going to see toilet paper on the on the shelves.
4: It's going
0: to be one of those things where even like 10 years down the line, it's just like whenever kids come to their grandparents' house, they're going to be like, why do you have so much toilet paper hidden away? And we're <laughs> going to be like, back in our day, we couldn't find toilet paper. So we have to stockpile it just in case. <laughs>
1: it was the year 2020, and we had the stockpile it, but when we were kids, we had over a of it that we're throwing (laughs) it in trees (laughs) so so the whole idea that it's because people are
3: freaking out is a little exaggerated because basically there are two supply chains one is commercial one is uh corporate like public yeah everybody's using toilet paper at home right now and they're not using it in businesses and office buildings and in other places so that's That's a that's a big part of the reason and that's why you're seeing like some non-grocery store places start to offer products that they can get through their supply chain and sell. So yeah, it's because we're all pooping at home, guys.
1: (laughs) And and the thing is like you have to follow
4: the
1: (laughs) I said when you start running out of toilet paper, there's a logical sense to this. You go toilet paper, when you run out, you go to paper towels. When you get out of paper towels, you go to coffee filters. When you run out of (laughs) coffee filters, it's the kid. Actually, you know what's actually not that hard to find <laughs> are paper napkins. Yes, those. Ironically, yes. The same thing. Also, with people like buying up soap like crazy, like yeah. there's still dish soap on the shelves, and that's soap. So why are you worrying about it?
0: What a weird thing <laughs> that I cannot find was actually a dish detergent for the washer machine for doing dishes. Exactly. And I cannot. I found one pack. It was literally the last one on the shelf. And I'm like, is everyone home doing dishes? Why are Why are we all sold? Just the weirdest things are sold out in the market. We haven't had real paper towels in like over a month. We've been using napkins, uh, like party napkins. That's what we've been finding. So it's just very odd what is being sold out in stores.
1: Oh, I know. It's the same thing like with ammo. I, can, I can't find nine millimeter anywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have enough ammo, John. I swear to God. You need to stop.
1: <laughs> no, what, I need is, I, what I need is arrows and crossbow
0: bolts.
1: I need arrows and crossbow bolts. That's what I need right now. I'm good on ammo. So, my son was uh, actually able to get crossbow bolts a few weeks ago
3: ooh, so, through Amazon. Oh, it seems better. A lot of
0: things. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> with- I found some great stuff on Kickstarter that um, I would actually look into buying, unlike last episode. Uh, one of them is Cyber Shoes. Uh, it is a step into VR games. It's, it's walking in place. So you're not going to be hitting walls, hitting people, falling over. It's pretty cool looking at all the graphics and everything that they have going on.
1: That's half the fun right there. Swinging blindly and then taking out your neighbor. It's fun.
0: No. no <laughs> but no, with uh, VR games just coming more and more natural with everything, and it, pretty much every system has a VR adapter game thing to it. So it's interesting that we're not having more of these cyber shoes or something else popping up. I know that there are some companies that have that full immersive um, setup, yes. but I mean, I can't imagine how expensive those things are
2: five hundred. So have you seen, <laughs> have you seen uh, Ready Player One? Yes. Okay, yes. so the omnidirectional, yeah, the book is yeah. much better. The uh, omnidirectional yeah. treadmill is a real yes. thing. So yes. yep. that's yes. a real I've, thing, I've used like it. 10K. Have you, Mike? Yes, yes. The, the company that makes
3: it uh, was based out of Austin. I went to some VR meetup and they were there showing it off. Some other, like everybody was showing off stuff and I got to try it and it was super cool because they had you got on it they had you hold a gun and you were you went through a demo where you're like walking through a first person shooter experience but the problem was that there was no sensor on the gun and so it was disjointed it was a disjointed experience like i would have preferred they not use the gun at all and just had you walking through right. like a virtual cool. environment that would have been much cooler but the treadmill worked great it's just they didn't have the gun thing going yeah, uh, actually, it was just a proof of concept at the time.
1: I don't think it was even out yet. Um actually reminds me there was two comic loses ago. I'm always seeing me out there drinking with everybody. There's a guy there that was a promoter for VR setup on the north side in Sci Fair and another one inside the loop where they have those. Yes. I got invited to go. Haven't had a chance to go, but he showed me the photos of it. Like, and yeah, it's an omnidirectional treadmill. And like, oh, I really want to try this. And then the quarantine hit and we're fucked.
0: Uh, a a lot of gaming businesses they do have them but I mean again there's so much money to have in your house so these uh, cyber shoes are something interesting to look into if you really want that full immersive VR another great thing um, I know that Everyone was talking trash about my keyboard. Uh, they have a yes. new keyboard called the uh, Dogma or Dykma Rays. It's the world's most advanced gaming keyboard. Uh, so the keyboard is actually split into two keyboards. It's better for gaming. People who are into like MMOs and like online PC gaming. Um, so you have everything on both your hands and then you can switch to your mouse as well.
2: Yeah, hard pass. I'm looking at this thing now. That's, yeah, that's a hard pass for me. I looked at that. That's $270. That's seriously a hard pass. Well, like, well, it depends it on what switches are they using. In it.
1: That's a good question. What switches are they using in it? Is it mechanical switches or is it they're the mechanical little...
4: and
2: they're... you can swap them? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh. sealed mechanical switches. So you and I can probably talk at length about this mechanical switch thing. Sealed mechanical switches means I could dump my lawn into this keyboard and then just dump it out and I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, making them hot swappable is another thing for me to clean underneath. Seven different types of switches, three from Cherry MX and four from – how the hell do you pronounce this? Kale, K-A-I-L-H?
1: I I would just go with Kale. That just seems to be the easiest and most horrible
2: name to say call things. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. That doesn't even add up to seven. There we go. Three from Cherry and four from Kale. Okay.
1: Well, at least they're not like the, the the scissor action ones. They're in the MacBook Pro 2018, so that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Well, let's not talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was it wasn't before its time. It was past its time.
1: Oh, it was, yeah. It, it, it was an afterthought.
2: Or yeah. See, I, 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 I do commend them though for trying something new. I mean, that's yeah. it's not like peripherals have changed that much. You know, we've got mechanical switches at this point, but. Uh, these This input device has been fairly unchanged for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And the only thing
1: they're doing with this one is literally taking the keyboard, cutting it in half. At the same time, Microsoft had their natural layout keyboard. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Horrible bulge in the middle where it was like split and like, Grant, I'm not the best typist. I use one finger on each hand to type everything, and yet I can still get 30 words <laughs> a minute. This is like, no, I'm gonna lose half the keyboard and I'm gonna have them throw the whole thing out. I find the other one later. Like, no, it's not
2: gonna work. I can, this is a I can find a need neat fill it where somebody dropped their keyboard and it broke in half, and they're like, brilliant. <laughs> we'll put Magnus I, I on can, it. I can see people who
0: like play MMOs and stuff like that. They would find that a lot easier and a lot more adaptable.
1: Uh, no, I still use my old Logitech from ni- from 2001. <clears> you know what, Miller? Mine.
0: I'm not asking.
1: This. <laughs> John and I. Man, I little, think like... I had that keyboard. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, we had the little base for the mouse where it charges
3: the, up. The, the little silver thing up top. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yep. yep, that's it. I had that one. Yeah, this thing's still kicking.
2: Wow. <laughs> Somehow we turned a brand new keyboard into something retro.
4: Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know Miller and I, we are both obsessed with TikTok. Uh, so we have, ah, some, <laughs> we have some news in our segment, Nani. Nani? Now, TikTok, they are, are going to start banning under 16-year-olds from using private messaging starting April 30th. Oh, uh, I don't know the why they didn't already do this. <laughs>
1: it became popular until everyone went into quarantine. And then, you know, the sexual predators are going, hey, you're 16. I can get you.
0: No, I've been, I downloaded TikTok just for shits and giggles, right? I I thought, well, this is, I was like, this is stupid, whatever, I'm going to get it. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm obsessed with watching TikTok. It's kind of like a cringier Vine. (laughs) Even before quarantine and everything happened, these little girls and boys, they would message um, content creators, like saying like, Oh, be my new baby daddy, or like, just like weird, 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 inappropriate things. And right. so it's not just yes, it's not just predators that are in TikTok, which I know there must be a lot of, but it's also little kids messaging older people, and people that you know, that are around their same age as well so i'm just surprised that they're just now doing this
1: oh because it didn't come a problem because it didn't, nobody really knew about it until quarantine
0: maybe i don't
1: know probably missed the messaging creative like all the wonderful content creators and all that because they got bored and clicked on the youtube and went on the linus tech tips like i want to be like them damn the kids with their
2: pickup sticks and their pogs i know <laughs> damn those pogs that's the devil
1: <laughs>
0: Another thing that I found uh, is something called Game Case. It's a thirty-six in one retro gaming case for your iPhones. A little sad that they don't have this for the regular um,
2: Android users. Androids
0: yet. What you do is you slip your phone in this game case. It has, I want to say, five to seven hours of battery life, and you can play thirty-six retro uh, main popular games on this. Um, I know Game Boy was actually supposed to Nintendo was supposed to come out. With a updated Game Boy, they, like, release graphics and information about it and everything, but I haven't, fa- like, seen any updates since the release of it.
1: Yeah, I think they kind of, like, when it came to the Game Boy, they kind of stopped with the uh, 3DS XL and just went to the Switch, and the Switch is just an overpowered Game Boy.
0: They released saying that they were going to make um, an updated Game Boy. Like the original Game Boy, it was gonna have like now Regis uh, lifespan, and it's gonna have like all the games uh, built into it already. We've talked about it before.
3: Oh wait, so are they doing a Game Boy Mini?
0: No, so, you know, so it's gonna, like it's two inches not, tall. It's not. gonna be. That a would mini be yet. awesome. <laughs> yes, it's thinner than than its uh, predecessor, uh, but it is the same size. In it, but it's gonna have like a full color background. Battery life is outrageous. It's like over eight hours, rechargeable. It was supposed to be really awesome, and I was really looking forward to it. It was under $100 to buy, but then they didn't, didn't fall through with anything.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're coming out with a retro console these days, it has to be at least half the size
1: of what it's well, emulating. I
4: mean, it yeah, is so thickness. Be, I <laughs> mean, that's
1: that's a law, right? Isn't that a yes, law? Y- yes, it is. It has to be like one-sixteenth the scale. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have something that's like the tiny phone that was in Zoolander. That's what, that's the size it has to be. It's a phone
2: for <laughs> ants. <laughs>
1: but,
2: uh, but Did any of you guys one. ever have the Game Gear? Yes, I own yeah. one, but not Six when it came out. AA batteries, yeah, you get three hours. hours of gameplay. Yeah, two yes. hours of gameplay.
1: <laughs> well, I found out the reason why it only had three hours of gameplay. The backlight why? on it was actually a fluorescent tube. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. But there's a couple of mods you can do where you use LEDs and it'll get eight hours out of those six double
2: A's. Oh, wow. Yeah, I
3: think the Atari Lynx was like that, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that thing
3: was beautiful. Holy cow.
2: Yeah, that was definitely one of those games that was uh, systems that was ahead of its time. Yeah. Certainly ahead of battery life.
3: I I mean, I think my friend, all he had was Rygar, and that was all that we needed.
1: Yes. Now, here's one for you the Nokia (laughs) N-Gage.
4: Oh, (laughs) this side taco. Oh uh, yes, okay, yes,
3: yes! Thank you.
0: Whenever we, like we've said, John and I have done like ten episodes about retro gaming, and the first time I we saw this, I was like, "This is a taco."
2: It is. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you it, the Steel taco story.
4: Okay. So okay, I went to
2: it. E3 when they were debuting the N Gauge, oh, and God. this was—I've been to almost every E3. Seriously, Jeez. I went to the N Gauge party. This was back when they had the booth babe thing pretty heavily. I don't know if you went with me on this on, or not, Mike. Um, so we go uh, off site. I think the
3: last year I went was Oh four. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, I well, no, I mean that, that far back that I think that was the first one I went with you on.
2: Yeah. I go, I go into the shady part of LA, which that's that almost hard. all of the LA It's the shady part of LA around the Staples Center. But, um, I go up to this penthouse thing in this shady part of town and they have all these booth babes this back when that was a thing and right. they have the engage gauge attached to them. They're they're wearing like these little harnesses that have this little extendable boom on it and the end gauge is sitting on the end of this boom. So they look as confused as we are. So you know each one of them has a, a system and they're showing off whatever games. So there's was like, hey you can play Tomb Raider on the end gauge. Cool. What else can you play? She's like, hold on just a second. So she hook unhooks this damn thing, opens up the side of the taco, takes out the battery, puts in a new game, puts in the battery, waits the phone to boot, and then puts it back on her little stand so I can play the nice. next game. Who the hell thought that was a good design? Go it, was it the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was. It is the a world. super wow. weird design.
2: So everybody's looking at each other, you know, like the GameSpot and the IGNs of the world are, you know, roaming around. We're all kind of talking to each other like, what is going on with this? And then the guy, uh, the CEO gets up there and starts talking about the system and people are asking him tech questions and he's looking around. He's looking for somebody to answer these tech questions. He doesn't know anything about this stupid taco. It was the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest press junket I've been to for hardware. Uh,
3: we actually still have Engage as a platform on site. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, Apparently there's supposed to be 27 articles that are associated with that platform, but it they're broken.
2: (laughs) They don't even show up. It's they're as broken as they were the games that came out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. I don't know. I don't think those are all reviews. There might be some news. I I mean, who knows? It's unobtainable.
4: (laughs) It was
0: interesting. I mean, it looked weird and different. I mean. It was just wrong, though. It was just <laughs> nothing on it was working, um, but it definitely looks interesting.
2: Well, and it looked uh, weird when you used it. I mean, how do you hold right. it to your head? Do I hold the key yes. to my head? Do I hold it like a, yes. a taco to the side of my head? What what <laughs> what do I do with this thing? Is Nokia Swedish or Finnish? Uh,
3: I think they're I think they're Finnish. Finnish. Pretty yeah. sure they're Finnish. Those yeah. crazy
0: Finnish. Fin-
4: Keepers,
0: Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is it for the episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find me at the Raging Erica. That is Erica with a C. You can find my co-host John.
1: I am on anything that says Dogfin Studios, but I also do game streaming at Motherbrain Gamer on
2: Twitch. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. It's pretty much at Gaming Trend for most things uh my personal account is nightshade k-n-i-g-h-t-s-h-a-d-e-g-t on twitter and pretty much everything that's not gaming trend
3: and uh you can find me on twitter at the fool t-h-f-0-0-l and of course on gaming trend
0: well thank you guys and we'll see you next time